It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. Hey, Robbie, have you ever heard of Seeker Supplements? No, I have not. Yeah, they have some uh, really interesting flavors here in front of me. It's pineapple orange, glacial green apple. They got superfoods, electrolytes, uh, amino acids. Seems like a pretty cool little uh, little company. So what's the superfoods for? Yeah, the superfoods is for someone who does not like to eat vegetables very often, like myself. You take a green and red superfood and you're getting your, your daily count of vegetables. But you know something bigger, they've given us a discount. And you can find that at run2gun.com, run2gun.com. Type in Golden Hour 10 to get your 10% discount. Golden Hour 10, 10% discount. Sweet. Hey, welcome to Golden Hour Ventures. Today, you just have a special guest, Robbie Pike. <laughs> it's just us today, me and Robbie. What's going on, man? Not much, yourself. Oh, you know, just hanging out with you for the night. Sweet. I love it. So you went out and did a, did a little race this past weekend, huh? Did. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to hear about it. This is a, a human potential, wasn't it? Yep. Sweet. What was the what was the name of the race? Indian Creek 50. Indian Creek 50. 50K <laughs> or 50 mile? To have a 50 mile, a 55K, then a 15 miler. Oh, cool. Cool. And so you ran the 50 miler? I ran the 55 miler. Ended up 53. Oh, 53 miles. Three, John's three bonus miles, of course. <laughs> Don't you love it when you pay for 50 miler and you get extra for free? With John's races, you... uh you always question the distance because they're always longer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I can't wait to hear about it, man. So let's dive in. What uh what what decide what made you decide to go on on this race? Well, you know, we had we spoke with John and uh that fifty miler I've tried before and I didn't finish. Actually, I was looking back at my Strava, I only did one loop, fifteen mile loop, and called it quits. Uh I don't know what was going on, probably just a bad day. Um, but I've ran the, the course multiple times just out for fun training runs, then also helping with the race course, sweep course, mark, all that fun stuff. So super familiar with the course and it's tough. And I never thought I'd finish the 50 mile or tell you the truth. Cause I just didn't want to, but after we talked with John, I was like, oh, might as well give another try. So I did. Sweet, man. Well. I'm excited to uh, to dig deep into this guy. Do you think that uh, you had a little bit of a vengeance on that on that course, only doing one lap, or what? Um, I don't I don't know. It's just it's it's a loop course, and it's just so hard. Um, it just sucks. I don't I don't know how any other <laughs> way to put it. It's just it's one of the harder fifty milers I've done, and you'd think it would be easy just by looking at the course. Cause you do two 15 mile loops. Then on your last loop, you go out for what was about 18 miles, I guess, but it's just up and down and the downs, some places you don't want to run them. Cause you're just going to kill your quads. And sometimes the downs are, I think the first down was like five miles long. Oh my gosh. And it's super smooth, buttery single track. And I mean, you could just slide down if you want. As soon as you get to the bottom, you're 
on this service road and going feels like straight up. So not too technical. You're on the Colorado Trail and a few bits and pieces, but well, walk us the- through it, man. You uh you get down there, the race starts, I'm assuming first thing in the morning. Yeah, so I left Friday morning from Rapid City, drove to Fort Collins, dropped my dog off, hung out with my parents for a little bit. Then I was going to meet up my sister because we wanted to see each other. So I was driving to her work and she sent me a text. Hey, I'm at lunch. So I went over and met where they were at. And they were at this dive bar that has some of the best food ever. And I was like, walked in and she had a drink in her hand. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, we're just getting lunch. I was like, well, I might as well get a beer. And I never, ever do that. Before race, I hardly ever drink. I was going to say, you never drink? Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Never drink before a race. I mean, with hundreds, I'll usually give it up for beer for a couple of months or something. So it's a reward. So I I hung out with them, drank a couple beers, and tried to make my way through Denver traffic, which was uh, quite the journey. took me like three hours to get to the race from Fort Collins, even though it's only a two-hour drive, hour and a half on a good day, but, uh, so I finally got up to the race. Um, it's at this trailhead, there's this little campground up there. And when the race, you have the option to sleep in the campground if you want, with just an extra fee. And it's right at the start. And so I was just going to go up there and camp. So when I got up there, they were still setting up the start finish. And, you know, usually I just help in and start helping out, but for some reason I'm like, well, I'm going to set my tent up and go sit in my tent. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got my tent all set up, hung out with those guys for maybe, I don't know, a half hour. Then it was probably like seven 30 at a time. I just went in my tent and pretty much fell asleep. Woke up at five. The race started at six. I woke up at five and uh, it was like 30 degrees. I can't believe you got that long of a sleep. There's, there's no way like, I could be running a five mile of the day before and I'm sleeping like an hour. <laughs> you seemed like you slept the whole night. I did. I had some great sleep. I don't have that problem. Well, I haven't had it in a long time. I used to not be able to sleep too, but I don't know. I guess now I just, I just put it behind me and fall asleep somehow. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's nerves for me. It's more like I'm just anxious to get going. I'm never really yeah, nervous I, about the race. It's just, Cause you know, it's going to be just a long day out there. So it's like, what are you nervous about? But I don't know. It's just, it, it's just, it's anxious, anxious. I'm anxious, I guess. And not anxiety. I don't know, but no, I, I know, I know what you're saying. Cause it, you just want to go out there. You've done all this hard work and you just want to get out there and do it. Get it over with, even yeah. though we really don't want it to be over with. <laughs> I know you put all this work. Seems like you, uh, you just don't have that at all. You just jumped right in and fell asleep at seven thirty and woke up at six and just well so i woke up at five and it was or five and it was uh 30 degrees and i was like getting out of the sleeping bag and i'm like i gotta put clothes on to go get my check-in and all that i was debating if i should just put my you know my shorts and all that on i'm like no because i don't want to go stand out in 30 degree weather so <laughs> i went and grabbed my bib checked in went back to the tent got everything ready put my running clothes on then I got back in my sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> and 
then uh, at five fifty, I'm like, okay, I better go use the bathroom. So I head up to the outhouse. They only had one porta potty. I get up there and uh, there's quite a long line. Then I hear a girl go, "We only have four minutes," and I was like, "Shit, I guess I'm not going to the bathroom." <laughs> so I walked down to the start. Then, you know, a few minutes later, John started the race and. 50 milers took off. The 55K started an hour later. Hmm. And I don't know the total of people that started. I want to say about 40-ish people, it seemed like, started the 50 miler. And the first part of it is just to climb up this road until you get on the trail. It's about a two-mile climb. And I remember once we got to the top of the climb, I just had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, so I wandered, you know, off trail and did my thing. And then got back on, felt fine. Then I was with a group of like six guys. Um, just, there was a father and son and a couple other guys, then a couple other guys, you know, kind of spread out a little evenly. And I was like, well, this is the, I'll stay with these guys. So I just stayed with them for a while, all the way down to the bottom. Then. How far down to the bottom? Having, huh? How far down to the bottom? Is that that five um, mile descent you're talking about? Yeah. So it's about seven miles total okay. into the race. Yeah. Um, then we start the next climb. And as soon as I got down there, they just, they didn't, they couldn't climb very fast. That was a little slower, whatever. So I passed all them. Um, but then I had some weird things that I've never had happen in a race before happen. My climbing legs did not want to climb but my running downhill legs wanted to run fast. <laughs> and with how steep some of the sections were, I knew I needed just to walk them for the first 30-ish miles because I didn't want to blow my quads up. So I was just doing the walk run for the first while. Got to the first aid station, 10 miles in. Um, the aid stations were all about 10 miles apart, so depending. I mean, you had some long sections with no aid, not a huge deal. Cause the, it was only 60 degrees. So it was still kind of cool, especially when you're in the trees, but they had hot quesadillas at the aid station, Nice, all kinds of fresh fruit. They just cut up that PBR, that fireball, they had it all <laughs> got in there, got out, kept on going. And then, you know, made my way back in on the first loop. I was feeling good 15 miles in. Um, then you go out on another loop in a different direction, another 15 mile loop. And this one you get pretty much, it's all downhill from where you just came up about six miles down to Waterton Canyon. Then after you hit that aid station, you just go up this steep climb and it uh, feels like forever. Feeling fine, feeling fine. Then I knew there was this flat section, flatter-ish anyways, that I needed to run, but it was all exposed. So, and then the sun was just hitting it perfect the time going through. So it was, that was the kind of the weird part. It was the, that was the hottest part of the day. It was probably only like 11 o'clock in the morning, but it was just the sun beating down. Then that was the, were the five miles I had just ran down on the other lap. Now I have to go back up that. Mm. And I mean, it's all runnable, but you know, that early in the race, you don't want to yeah. run 
So I was, uh, like I was saying, my legs didn't want to hike, but I was doing the best I could. So I get back after that loop. Then I'm at the 35, the the 50K, 55K portion. I had a little bit of a down point on the climb up. Um, you said you're at 55K at that point? Yeah. Okay. It was a 55K, so 35 miles. Um, then that's when, you know, I sat down and at the aid station, start finishing, took my time, ate a bunch of food, got a bunch of water. Um, yeah, I think you had sent me a text at that point. Yeah. That's like, when, uh, yep. You were like, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm on that bus right now. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> it was weird. This was another thing that multiple things I've never had happen in a race happened in this one. This was another thing is, is my body wanted to run, but my mind didn't. Mm. And I've never had that happen before. Yeah. Usually I'm in so much pain that my mind's telling me <laughs> to stop. Yeah. But I was like perfectly fine. And my body or my mind was like, it's too hard to run. Just stop running. Just walk. So like from mile, probably 30 to 35, I was fighting that whole thing, walking up that hill. Um, yeah, that's when I texted you. And uh, I was chatting with Teresa too. <laughs> you guys really helped me out in that section. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to give up at 55K again. Like, I'm just done. I hate this course. I hate my life. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but you guys just, you know, start saying good stuff, stuff I needed to hear and got my shit together. Then it was weird when I left on that last loop. For some reason, I thought I had a, another loop. I don't know what I was thinking. And I'm like, I take off and I get down to like mile 42. And I'm like, there's no way I could be coming back and going on another loop because that'd be like 100K. So then um, something flipped and my climbing legs just started taking off, but I couldn't run downhill at all. Like I was barely walking downhill, huh. but I was able to keep like a 15 minute mile pace walking up the hills, which usually that far in the race, I'm close to 19 or 20 minute miles. going. <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, uh, it was another, it was a blessing though, because my, my shoe was rubbing on my Achilles, my left foot. Hmm. And you know, when you put your foot down and it's pointed down, your whole Achilles is just rubbing on that part of the shoe. And yeah, I, I think it just was just sore and didn't want to deal with it anymore. Uh, then, you know, I could actually run the uphills cause it felt better. Um, cause I wasn't, I was leaning forward and I wasn't putting all that pressure back in my shoe, but the shitty stuff John does during races, we had to go back to the section of the trail after we just climbed up this, nasty ass mountain biking hill <laughs> it was all um like bank turns and stuff and it was all rutted in the middle it was just horrible so we climbed up get back on the Colorado trail then we have to go back down to that aid station down this probably five five hundred feet of loss go down to that aid station and check in and it's probably two miles maybe you have to go down there and check in, then turn around and walk or run so all the way back. 
So when I turned, I was like, I knew where I was. And I was like, God damn it, John. You're going to make me walk all the way down this hill <laughs> to That's check in at your aid station, turn around and walk back right where I am right now, you asshole. <laughs> Couldn't you just add a couple miles somewhere else? That's funny. Uh, at that point, though, I was, you know, I was already. So when I did turn down that, uh, the Colorado Trail and started headed down to the aid station, some of the 50 miles, it started passing me. Um, and I hadn't, I'd been by myself the whole day. There was maybe the first part of the morning, you know, then the rest of the day, I, I was definitely 10 hours by myself the whole time. Wow. Um, it was just how spread apart we were by that point. You weren't running into any 50 Ks or. No, I was waiting for them to pass me, but um, the way the loops are set up, you kind of really, you never see them, which oh. was a good thing. I think Yeah, the way he runs the loops. But I saw those 50 milers and I was like, okay, get down to that A station, turn around, try to catch them. You know, but by the time I looked at my watch and the, the first guy I passed, by the time I got down to the bottom, it had already been like a half hour. Mm. And there's like, there's no way I can turn around. He's already yeah. close to the finish. So, but that kind of got me going. I was like, okay, got down to the aid station and this guy was making these wraps. It was uh, Nutella, peanut butter, pretzels, and M&Ms oh. rolled into a wrap. My stomach would just be blowing up on that. Did you eat one? So, oh, yeah. So the funny thing, <laughs> at that point, I could not do any more of my nutrition, like <laughs> any of my gels or any of my uh, gummies. I just, I couldn't do anymore. I don't know. I was just done with this. I would have thrown up all over just thinking about that. It was funny though, because he's like, man, these things are a hit. So I grabbed two of them. He's like, man, you might want to stay here and eat them because you need some water with them. I'm like, no, I'm good. And uh, they were super good. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then the craziest things that we find out there on the trail that, like, you never thought you would drink a PBR and have pizza, but I, I've done it before. <laughs> it's right. Like yeah. The craziest <laughs> things. Like, I've never even heard of that. Kind. I mean, have you heard of Tell a wrap, peanut butter wrap? M&Ms and pretzels, but putting them all together. Insane. I know. I was like, how come I never thought of that? <laughs> so, uh, seeing those people at that aid station, um, sometimes I get overwhelmed. And this is something I was thinking to myself is like, when you come to an aid station, it doesn't matter what the distance is or anything. Like you have some thoughts in your head, but when like someone just gets, I don't want to say right up in your face, but someone's like, what do you need? What do you need? You kind of lose that thought of what you were, your first need was. Yeah. Because now you're thinking about, you're thinking about um, how they can help you and you're not helping yourself. So that was, uh, that was kind of messing with me every time I'd come into an aid station. Cause I had a plan already, you know, especially, you know, when you're crewing or pacing someone, you know what they need for you know multiple miles before you even get to the aid station usually yeah i someone telling you so i was i would like have to tell them chill out let me i need some water but let me figure out what i want to eat yeah um so that was a that was another thing i've never really like dealt with because i was so like dialed in most of the time i was like i just need to get in and grab some water grab some fruit and leave but anyways that's a Side subject of a different thing. <laughs>
Well, I mean, while we're on the subject, let's talk about it. I mean, you know, you have these aid station workers that are, you know, trying to help you out. And I don't know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a happy medium type thing. Like you, you need those guys there and, you know, but I can, I've seen it before where it's just like, Whoa, let me, let me just sit down for a second. But, you know, I, I definitely like love all of the aid station workers and I'm not it by any means trash talking an aid station worker. Cause they have saved my life more times than I can count. So, but I do know what you mean. Like they get in there and you're like, can I, let me just sit down for a second and let me catch my bearing. You know, you try to be nice, but at the same time. So. Yeah. And you know, every time I volunteer to work at a station, that's me. I'm out there waiting in the trail for him. What do you need? What do you need? And it just made me think like, maybe not everyone's needs that that quick, or you don't need to approach them that way. You think that might've changed your, might change your perspective on when you, you know, Oh, oh definitely. Time. That was like the big takeaway is like, you know, next time I, you know, uh, run an aid station, I'll let them come in be like, you know, we're here to help you with whatever you need. Take your time. Yeah. So I'd be like, grab me, hand me your water bottle. Let me start filling it up. Um, like you were saying though, that we can't, we don't have these races without the volunteers and they're always so helpful. They just want to help and get everyone through the race. Um, but just sometimes it's overwhelming. Yeah, I get it. And you're late in a race, you're tired and you're, you just want to sit down for a second and collect your bearings. Yeah. It's like, you, you know, you, you're super tired and you come into this high energy buzz of people that have been standing around all day waiting for you to come through and chew your on. You're like, Whoa, chill out. <laughs> Need the off on and off switch. So anyway, from, from there, how many miles did you have left? So when I was down there, I was a mile 45. And, um, so I didn't know the, the true distance of the course. Cause I didn't ask cause I never do with him with John. Because he doesn't know either, probably. <laughs> he probably not. And he just likes, you know, like I said, he likes to screw with you. His ways of race directing. So I figured I'm like, let's at least six miles back up to the top. And uh so I started, I felt really good. I mean, I was hiking super fast. I had a couple 20-minute miles up some, you know, steeper sections of the trail. Then when it was flat, I was able to run. Um, you know, then once I, I was like 47, 48 miles of flattened out and I was able to run a lot of it all the way up to 50. Nice. Then at 50, 51, it gets pretty steep again. And, um, yeah, I just kept powering up and I knew once I got up to the campground to have a equestrian campground on the other side of the trailhead. And I knew once I got there, it was like quarter mile. So I, uh, as soon as I saw the, the campground, I just jogged it in and got her done. I remember and you texted uh, me at, and you were like, I'm at 49 and a half miles. I only got a half mile left. And then like 30 minutes later, I just finished 53 and something miles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. And I was like, surely it's coming. It's coming. Nope. It was funny because I was looking at my watch. I'm like, well, I really beat my nightcrawler time. I've, you know. 12 hours I've already added another mile and a half. Yeah. And I was like, just, just go under 12, go under 12. But I was just like, you know, I enjoy this. There's 10 minutes. Isn't going to do anything. I don't want to suffer for that 10 minutes. 
And what was your time? 1210. Nice. And that yeah. was, uh, what, 10K of elevation, 11K? Uh, I mean, the, the, the cross profile on the website says 10, but that's a thousand feet of who knows. Yeah. But the course is pretty much just straight up and straight down. Wow. Hardly any, I wouldn't say straight up and straight down, but it's, um, not very many level spots to run. Yeah. A lot of, um, super good, smooth, single track. Then just a lot of like service roads that are, that are pretty easy. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. And how did you, uh, how'd you place? Um, so when I looked on the today, when they posted the results, I came in 11th. Nice. Um, only, I think only 14 people finished. Wow. And I'm not quite sure. I'll have to ask John, but I, I want to say like 40 and he says, you know, we have, this is one of the biggest drop 50 milers I have. Um, he's like, everyone gets to 50 K and just quit hmm. 55 K and quits because they know what they've just been out on and they know that last loop. And if they know John is going to be <laughs> a horrible loop. Then he told me there was eight people that didn't even make it to the 55 K cutoff. So oh. they came in after the cutoff to go back out for their last loop. Wow. And What's the cutoff total? Is it 14 hours? 14 hours. Yeah. Okay. Pretty standard yeah. for a 50 miler. Yeah, I find that that's a that's a tough cutoff to make. I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm like, you know, my claim to fame is to be a back of the Packer, and I hate to say it, even though you finished, I was in the back 11th of the pack. of the fourteen. You're back of the yeah. pack. Congrats, man. Welcome to the club. You know, <laughs> you it go was from um, a second place finish at one race to back of the pack, even though, you know, with only fourteen finishing out of forty, and you're, you know, eleventh place. That's very incredible. So, congrats. Thank you. Accomplishment. It was but weird you're, because you're back of the packer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm right there. Uh, I have to say the people that finished were fucking badass. Yeah. Like I've been doing this long enough. You just see people and you see them on the trail, how they're composing themselves. And every single one of us that was out there knew what the fuck we were doing. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but yeah, no, I mean, that was a hard one. And, I think with all the people that quit, we were the last ones left. I mean, we weren't going to quit. And that says something to the the will of the people that were still out there. Yeah. I mean, as soon as the sun goes down up there, I mean, the temperature drops to mid-30s to low-30s instantly. How and long then, were you running in the night? Well, I was lucky enough to finish um, right at 6, so still the sun was still up. Okay. Um, but, you know, those people that were finishing – there was a bunch of people that finished the 50 K, you know, just barely under the, the 14 hour cutoff. Wow. Well, I guess they only had 13 hours because yeah. they started an hour later. Okay. Um, so there was, so after I finished, I, uh, sat down over by my tent and John came over and he's like, what do you need? And he's like, Oh, I know what you need. And he went and got me a beer and he came <laughs> back and we chatted for a few minutes. Then I, his wife, Emily was sitting in the car next to him and she go, she said to me, you must be training for something. Cause this is no off the fucking couch, 50 miler. <laughs> and I was like, huh? And then I realized what she said, that I didn't even have an answer because I mean, it wasn't off the couch, but once again, I didn't have any training after night crawlers just without having fun runs. Yeah. 
So <laughs> I almost wanted to say it was for me, but I just, I was so out of it. That one, that's uh that's will determination and a lot of experience. I got you through that one's what it sounds like. Yeah. And no, you know, I was, I was thinking on the way home today from Fort Collins that just the experience that I've had on the trail, I've been in all kinds of shapes, all kinds of situations. Once that doesn't phase you anymore, you can just keep on going. Yeah. Um, no matter, you know, how bad it hurts or what's going on, you know, if you just keep putting one foot in front of another, you're eventually going to get there. Yeah. Maybe not on the time you want or the way you want to feel, but that's why we do these things. So you mentioned uh, mid race, you had a couple low spots. So, um, I'm, I'm always intrigued when people have low spots, like, you know, that's, that's typically where people will decide that this race is no longer for them and they'll pull themselves out. Uh, what, what got you out of that, out of that funk? I know you mentioned that me and you were talking and you were talking to another friend of ours, but it couldn't have just been us. There had to have been something else, man. Like, um, you know, I, I hate, I hate sitting down at aid stations. Um, always in my hundred milers. The goal is I can't sit down the whole race. Um, just, oh, I'll never make it. <laughs> that's something weird because now my mindset, my mindset has shifted. Like, no, go sit down, go take care of yourself, go do what you need to do yeah, and don't worry about it. So I think I, you know, I told you in the text, like, I'm going to take care of myself at this next aid station. So the whole goal was, and I had all my stuff over by the tent. So I just went and sat by the tent and, uh, I stopped, I grabbed some bacon, some quesadillas from the table, but I just sat down in the chair. Then, you know, I was like, I just got to get up and I kept just telling myself it's only, you know, 20 more miles, even though it was a little less 17. And I just sat there and sat there. Then finally I just felt okay. Um, I was maybe there for 10, 15 minutes. Uh, you know, got my food, got my water. I think I was rushing through the aid stations a little quick and I wasn't drinking enough water. Um, cause it was so cold. I mean, you didn't really feel like you need water. I know I was sweating pretty bad, but then something you had happened. I just couldn't quench my thirst. It was like, I was drinking element. I had element in one bottle and water in the whole bottle and the other bottle the whole time. And it just, I was just thirsty. Yeah. Even to this day, I'm still just thirsty. <laughs> I don't, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, would, I, I was making sure every time I got to an aid station, I drink both my bottles though. Good. But that's only three times, you know, well, it was more than three times, but one to two times in a loop. Yeah. That's an odd, uh, it's an odd feeling and I've only experienced it this year, but I don't, I don't know what it is. And I, I, I contributed to, I think that the amount of salt in those drinks just affecting your throat, not allowing you to, cause I know I'm hydrated. It just, I don't know. It's a weird, I keep, I, I keep talking about it on our podcast, but yeah, I'm going to, maybe next somebody time I, will uh, chime in and be like, no, this is what you had. <laughs> next time I'm going to not do any element. Yeah. And just see if the same. Yeah, I, I'm, same thing. I'm the same. That's exactly because I got sausage fingers again, just like I did a nightcrawler. Um, I know people are going to get upset with this comment, but I think that it's easier to control your, your, your salts going into your body. If you're using 
tablets rather than controlling through powder in your water. I agree because I've always been a tablet person. Yep. Um, I've even just you know made my own salt pills. You know, you just buy the 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 capsules and put uh, Redmond real salt in them, and I've done that multiple times, and I've never had an issue. It's just only been since I've been using this element. Yeah, I know. I'm the it's same. I, the... I haven't bought any more of that stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna steer away from it. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> but it, you know, it could also been. Uh, the race was at 7,400 feet. It's where the, you know, yeah, that's just as high as the tallest peak here in South Dakota. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely could have been that, but though we only went up to 8,000. So the race was pretty, I mean, in between seven and 8,000, the whole thing. So, but I do live at 3,000. That could have been a little bit of it too. Um, but I really didn't feel any elevation issues, but. Yeah, so after, when I was walking back up, those, I was moving good. I just, you know, when your mind just starts to tell you to stop and you got a perfect place to stop, you know, 35 miles is enough. What are you trying to do? That was the whole fight. But um, after sitting there and really just gathering my thoughts going, I, I can do this. I got this. That's when, you know, something shifted then. I had the most fun on those last, whatever, 17, 18 miles than I did in the whole race. Yeah, um, that's cool. After that, I was just out for really a joyride. <laughs> <laughs> all by myself. Over, man. <laughs> yeah, all by myself. Sweet, man. Well, I'm super happy. I'm super proud, man. You went out there. You freaking laid it all out of the line. You crushed it. Um, you're official back of the Packer now. Welcome to the Bop Nation. Yes. <laughs> so what's next in the cards, man? What do you got coming up? Like you just threw down this sick 50 miler. You got, you throwing that together for a training plan for something else or. You know, I don't have anything right now. Um, still trying to piece together next year. Um, I would like to go do stories ultra in February. Oh, cool. Um, that, that's a time event. I've heard great things about that one. It's one of, I've, I've ran it a couple times, but I always volunteer. So I end up just, running whatever um but it's a well 15 and 30 hour i don't know what the maybe six six 15 and 30 i think that's what it is um but i'm thinking about signing up for the 15 hour which is from 7 a.m till 10 p.m and uh going for 100k that's the that's the goal nice um but the really the problem with that race is the conditions in february there could be three feet of snow yeah at the location but yeah it gets packed out pretty fast um but you know those first few laps won't if there's a lot of fresh snow it'll be slow any plans to jump back into the 100 mile game yeah <laughs> um, uh, you know i was out there and like towards the end i didn't want it to be over and i told john that i said that the day went by too fast there was times where I was like, I don't think I could do a hundred mile right now, but you know, when I got I it that every time <laughs> I, 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 we all do, but I, was, I got into like 50 miles and I'm like, I could probably just walk another 50 miles if I wanted to. Yeah. So that, that kind of stoked me up. No official hundred mile date yet, but I definitely, I want to try to do two in a year. I mean, I've only got two hundreds. Um, I want to try two in a year. 
I think that's my goal for next year to do two of them. I just, I got one locked down, not registered yet, but I got it locked down. And uh, <laughs> everybody keeps telling me to pull the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> everybody but my wife. She's the one telling me not to. Partially <laughs> <laughs> because she can't be there and she'd be worried about me. And I understand that, but. I think we'd all be worried out there in the middle of nowhere. With yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bethany. I think that one's going to have to happen. I would regret yeah, do not doing one. it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, uh, I would like to do a 200 next year. I just, I don't know. I think um, there's a timed event that I'm going to do next year. That is a 24 hour time event. I, I really enjoy those cause there's no pressure. I just, you know, I know, I know, you know, for me, a back of the pack runner, I, you know, you're talking about throwing down a hundred K in 15 hours. And I talk about throwing a hundred K down in 24 so, <laughs> which I know is, you know, extremely doable, but that would be kind of my goal is maybe throw down a hundred K and that one's in June, but and that's kind of a local race. So I think it'd be kind of cool. It's a little six mile loop deal. So, um, I, I think that'd be cool if you came up and did that one with me though. Yeah, I've definitely, I definitely want to come up and do that one. And it's funny that you were talking about, cause it's like, Geez, I was thinking about that too. It was like 24 hours on a six mile loop. When would I just get so loopy that? <laughs> yeah, I think. I do could, uh, yeah, that one's going to be fun, and I hope you can make it up because that'd be that'd be sweet to go out and and throw down. Maybe you know, I've always wanted to do a hundred mile in 24 hours. That one yeah. might be. That one might be. I don't know. I'll have to see how training goes. So loops are pretty pretty easy. It's pretty flat, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's like two, three hundred feet per lap, so you're not getting any any elevation gain. So I think a very, hundred miler is very easily doable on that course, and I think the record's like one twenty or something like that. So wow, yeah, I could be just lying. I don't know what the record is, but I know it's well over a hundred. I think I did remember reading one hundred twenty, <laughs> but we didn't say the name, so no one can can check us on it. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the name of the one you're talking about. Uh, Either of them. <laughs> yeah i think uh if you came out and did that one that'd be super sick but yeah i think next year man i just want to like go out and do have fun stuff like go do some you know trail marathons and there's just a lot of cool stuff to do up here that's you know trail running but you know it's like i don't i don't know i want to just have fun but i also want to race or not race i'm never going to race but i want to just run 100 next maybe fall um but i want to have fun in the summertime if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be dialed in on like, Oh, I got to go train for this, this, and this. And yeah. So, I get it. You know, giving up, uh, you know, I'm not going to be prepared for a hundred in the fall, but I could finish a hundred based off the fitness that I had from running trail marathons and, you know, 50 K here and there type thing. So yeah, for sure. We'll see, man. I hope there's a, hope there's a July hundred for you though. Yeah. They got to figure that out. <laughs> oh, Bighorn opened up. I know. I saw that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, do that. Oh, you've been in Bighorn a couple of times. So, yeah. That wouldn't be anything. I'm going to go and crew and pace. Um, no. Chris was actually talking about maybe doing that too. He, oh, cool. But I, I, I should talk him into doing Crazy Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I need to talk to him. Yeah. You fine. need to talk to him because he's on the fence now about Tahoe. Oh. Uh, What's he on the fence for? Just support. Wow. Uh, I get it. Yeah. Well, I told him I'd do 36 miles with him. <laughs> I guess if he does Bighorn, I could just go up Jaws and back down. 
<laughs> well, that's why he was like, you know, I could just go do Bighorn. Everyone's already going to be there. So yeah, <laughs> we can just all, you know, I was like, I'll I mean, either way, pace. I mean, either way, you know, Bighorn's a great race. I was like, I'll run halfway up the course and meet you then run the rest with you. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I told him I'd come do his race. So wherever he's going to be, I'll, I'll be there. So, but nice. Then I'm going to tell him to do Tahoe. Yeah. Tell him to do it all. I'm going to text him. All right. Well, I think we have gone through an awesome race recap with yeah. you. Um, Oh, what shoes do you use? We didn't ask you. What was that? What shoes? I was wearing the Hoka Mafate Speed Force. Nice. I never have tried those. I like them. Yeah. I just and bought some um, craft shoes. Yeah. I bought the craft CTM Ultras, not the carbons, but the Ultras. Huh. They're kind of a rails to trail type shoe. So you can, well, not rails to trail, they're road to trail. I meant what I meant to say. <laughs> They're road to trail, so they have a little bit of um, grip on them, but they suggest not running on like trails on them. So more rails to trails, gravel roads. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just I bought a pair just to give them a shot. So I know you can you can run on the road with them pretty comfortably, and I think with the the ice and snow coming up, might need something with a little bit more grip than just a standard road shoe. But they look yeah, like a cool yeah. shoe, so we're gonna give them a shot. Check but, them out. Yeah. So, well, hey, man, congrats again. Um, super happy for you. Super proud of you, man. You went out there and killed it, laid it on the line. What sounded like a extremely difficult 50 miler. So happy you. Uh, yeah, it was... Sorry. Was right. <laughs> I totally just burped right <laughs> in the middle of our conversation. <laughs> We're not going to edit that out. We don't edit anything out. So, <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, great chatting with you. We'll. Uh, yeah, you too. We'll see you on down the trail. Yep. Thank you for listening. This podcast has been produced and edited by Backbeat Sound. Come and find us on Instagram at BackbeatSound1776 or email us at BackbeatSound1776 at gmail.com.